Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. On today's episode of After the Snap, we will be interviewing Bills fullback and special teams ace Reggie Gilliam. We'll cover his new extension with the Bills, his raising Kane's order, and everything in between. It's time for After the Snap. Let's go. Every snap is an interview. After the Snap. What a snap. And keep your mouth shut, 50! I lead by example. With Blake and Reed Ferguson discussing life in, out, and after football. To be able to leave walking away with a degree and a championship, uh, it couldn't be any better. Yeah! Well, you can take this boy out the real south on a bunch you can't take the real south out of my voice. And now here we go again, twist a little bit deep because you got thick skin. Today we welcome in one of my favorite teammates, and I believe the third biggest Raising Canes fan on this Zoom call, something we've talked uh, a bit at length about, uh, Bill's fullback and special teams ace, Reggie Gilliam. Welcome to the pod. Appreciate you guys having me on. Thanks for joining us. I was, um, we had Alec Ingold on last week. I'm not sure if you're, I'm sure you know who he is. Do you know Alec uh, personally? I don't, but all fullbacks matter. So that's right. Yeah, that's right. He was, he was big. I think that phrase, Blake, correct me if I'm wrong. That phrase came up quite a few times last right. week in the yes. interview. Yes. Um, I, I, I kind of want to jump right into it. Congratulations on recent extension during training camp. I'm glad to uh, have you around for a few more years in Buffalo for the next few seasons, obviously. Uh, what is that? Can you just share a little bit about what that means to for yourself and your family? Really, it just means everything to me because – Two, three years ago, I didn't even know if I was still going to be playing football, you know, with COVID and uh, COVID canceled my pro day. So here I am, a a walk on at a Mac school, going in as a fullback, trying to get out of the Mac as a fullback and make it to the league was that seemed like a far stretch. But uh, here I am. So that that extension really was just like an like an extra like, wow, you did it. We hear a lot about Maction is is the hype, <laughs> is the hype for real. <laughs> yes, you got to turn it on Tuesday night. We- I was about to say, but I know Blake. We talked about it before. We we did we've done the we did the podcast through last season, and I think we may have had one or two of our. We have like um, uh, a bet. We say we call the uh, after the snap uh, snap of the week. So it's like yeah. game winning field clutch, goal or something. Clutch like that. snap of the week. Clutch snap yeah. of the week. Um, we'll have we'll be doing it this season, but I I think we may have had a few contenders from uh, some action because we normally record during the week uh so it comes out on the weekend or you know end of the week but i think we had maybe yeah, had a couple of action snaps reggie reggie yeah. i wanted to bring up the the covid pro day because you and i came out the same year and it was that was one of the craziest experiences that i've ever gone through with uh i don't know about you but i like sent out my i i did like a video like a pro day video where Reed was like rushing punts and we did it in like this. Um, it was in a gym, but the gym was open like against 
the like government rules like the the <laughs> local government in Atlanta like said no gyms are allowed to be open so we literally like had to sneak in this gym and record this pro day workout to like send to my agent who was then going to send it out is that what you had to do what was your experience yeah. like going kind of going through covid and and sort of that process yeah, I did something very similar to that. So I started my uh, pro day training in January, you know, way before everything shut down. I think everything was like in March or whatever. So I'm training all January and February and then March rolls around and like, I'm, you know, ready to roll for my pro day. Two weeks before my pro day, I find out it gets canceled. So I'm like, okay, I'm back in Toledo and I have nowhere to go because all the gyms are closed. So like I'm, I'm at my, you know, in my weight room at the University of Toledo and like they come in there and tell me I'm not allowed to be there. Because, you know, all the gyms are close. I'm like, okay, whatever. So I go out on the field thinking, you know, I can do some field work. So, no, you can't be here either. And I'm like, oh, this can't be work. outside. <laughs> I can't be outside. What does that make? Yeah, it make no sense to me. So I'm like, okay. So I hit up my trainer that I was training with in, uh, in January. And I was like, can I come back to the gym and, you know, shoot a pro day video with you? So I, uh, I drive out back out to Pennsylvania. That's where I was. And uh, we went to a local high school and, and snuck on the field there and recorded a pro, <laughs> pro that was that You brought up something that was that was just baffling to, to Reed and I, because I was living with Reed in Atlanta, training with him during that time. Everything obviously shut down. And our trainer that we were working out with at a, at a gym there in town just said, meet us over at the YMCA. They have two soccer fields that we'll, that we'll work out at. And they kicked us off the soccer fields. Like, <laughs> you can't be, be outside. outside. Like, I, Reed and I lived together we were, during yeah. that time. Like, if, if one of us had COVID, we both had COVID. Like, w- we can't just run around and, you know, th- like, run through cones outside. <laughs> it, was, it was wild. Yeah, it was a wild time. That's why I didn't even know if I'd still be playing football at this point. Yeah. So you know, getting that extension a couple of weeks ago really just it, it made everything come together for me. Heck yeah. Congratulations. I want to stay on that topic a little bit because I, I something that Reggie, you and I have common have in common. We're not as uh, we were not as fortunate as Blake to be uh, a draft pick um, <laughs> in, 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 in the spring. But um some that we have in common being undrafted free agents and making a team and, you know, a couple years into our careers. Alec Ingold obviously hit on it last week. He's all, he was also undrafted, played in Oakland for a couple of years, now down on Miami. He shared some of the struggles and a little bit of his perspective on making the team as an undrafted free agent. What can you kind of dive into what that was like for you in 2020, you know, with all the COVID stuff going on? in the off season, but after you signed in Buffalo, kind of how did you maneuver yourself through that off season and through that training camp? Um, and then, and then on through the season, once you made the team. So, yeah, it's a lot like what I already did at Toledo. Cause I was a walk on there too. So it's like, you know, starting at the bottom of the totem pole, there was nothing that was guaranteed to me. I, there was nothing that was given to me. I had to go out and prove it. I had to show that I am worthy to be on this team that, you know, that these coaches should trust me and me and give me a shot. So I had the mind, the same mindset that I had in college, just got to do more this time because in college I was nothing. I was like, I came in as a running back and I was like the eighth running back on the depth chart. So it was just like, <laughs> I was only there because I, I was a walk on. That was the only reason I was on that team. So I had to prove that, you know, I was worth it. And I had a lot of the same thoughts going, you know, into Buffalo. I, when I first signed here, I knew that um, we had Pat DeMarco and I was like, they got a long time established fullback and he was very good at his job and has been very good at it for a long time. So I was like, I got to prove that I am worthy to be here. So a lot, you know, and I'm still doing that every day. One even, of the big, even with the extension, you know, sorry. One of the big 
pieces of your game is special teams. And, you know, you and Reed obviously work together a ton. Reed has been one of my biggest mentors in my football career. Like I said, I lived with him, trained with him. He and I, even now, we still are sending stuff, you know, sending tape back and forth just to, for technique stuff and yeah. um, all kinds of stuff like that. He's been a huge mentor for me in the game. Who is, you know, maybe some influences that you had early on, got you kind of into football and since then uh, maybe have been mentors for you? As far as mentors, I mean, nobody in my family has played football either. Like I was the first guy to, you know, to play football. So I just kind of picked up my own. I was a basketball player for most of my life. Started playing football at like nine or 10. And I just, you know, I played little league and I was like, you know, this is kind of fun. So I just took it and ran from it from there. But uh, from a professional standpoint now, like like you said, Reed, Reed for me too has been a huge help. And, and my special teams, uh, my special teams, I don't know, what would you say? <laughs> career to the journey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, he's always giving me tips, you know, running the meetings and whatever else. He's, you know, he's seen a lot of ball. So he can help me out in a lot of different ways. Have you had any any guys, I guess, from other teams that you reach out to any, any like Toledo guys that have been in the league for a bit, uh, that, that you've kind of reached out to for, uh, for guidance, I guess, when you were maybe a couple, maybe, maybe a couple years ago. Titans, uh, linebacker slash special teams ace Ola Daney, number 92. He's yep. been a very yep. good special teams player to this point in his career. And yeah, we've talked, we've talked, you know, and I've always, he's always posting videos of different things for his special teams. I'm like, Oh, that might've been a hold on that, but, <laughs> but yeah, he's, he's a really good player. And he's it's about, it's about how you get away with it. Right. <laughs> exactly. Right. 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 Hide it. Uh, just transition just uh, a little bit talking about Buffalo and adjusting to like living and playing here. It's not too, I know you grew up in Ohio, played at Toledo, obviously, What's been, you know, how, how has that adjustment been kind of living up here now and then playing up in Buffalo? How, how does that differ and how is it the same from kind of your previous in, in college? Fortunately, it's a lot of like for me because Toledo is very similar to Buffalo, small city that's all focused on football, even though there's no pro team there. They're all still all about the University of Toledo. It's right there on the lake. So I got, I know all about the lake effect snow and all the wind and everything like that. So it's, it's very similar for, to my college days, obviously just playing as a professional now. How far, how far away is it from, I mean, like, uh, three, three and a half hours probably from here. Yeah. It's about four hours. Four yeah, hours. about four hours. I know I, I've I make I used to make the trip up from Atlanta, um, driving Straight up to Buffalo, <laughs> yeah, up up through up through uh, Cincinnati and like Dayton and around Cleveland. So I know it's not a, it's not a terrible drive going up that way. No, but yeah, um, the cities are very similar. So fortunately, I, I you know I lucked out in that in that you know in that aspect of it because I know a lot of guys come from you know like Houston or somewhere south where it's extremely yeah. warm all year round, and then you come. Yeah. I don't know, maybe Atlanta, Atlanta, Georgia, by way of Baton Rouge, Louisiana, to <laughs> Buffalo. Yeah, that's seriously. I yeah, tell people tough. all the time, like we yeah. we came. They're like, "Where'd you go to college?" I'm like, "LSU." Like, super hot, <laughs> super cold. Like, it, there, right. it doesn't get much more drastic than that. Yeah, I've been playing in the cold for my entire life. So even in high school, I had snow games. So that's one thing that I feel like I kind of lucked out on coming to Miami is that. Having been in Baton Rouge, also the weather really isn't like super different. It's yeah. all just hot and humid all the time. 
Yeah, you were already out. Yeah. Got <laughs> yeah. Um, we've got a couple more questions for you. I know Reed wants to get into some Raising Cane's talk Let's because <laughs> that is what we love to do is eat Raising Cane's chicken tenders. But and fries. And, and fries and, and Texas toast, toast and toast. their sauce. Sauce. Anything but coleslaw. <laughs> That's right. Uh, but <laughs> what, what has been the biggest career obstacle that you've faced up to this point? I know you said, you know, you, you were undrafted, kind of have that walk on mentality, but what's been, what's been something in your career that, that maybe has been some level of adversity that you've just been like, I'm, uh, you got to put the, uh, the fullback mentality to interplay and just say, I, I, it doesn't matter what happens to me. I'm going to run through this person's face, you know, and, and I'm going to come back and do it again, you know, the next down. It's absolutely never being somebody's first choice. Like never in my career have I been like, oh yeah, we need this guy. You know what I mean? So it's like, I'm always thinking I got to prove yeah. myself. I got to show them. I got to be, show them that I'm worth something. So for me, it's always been, I got to, you know, run through somebody's face. Like you were just saying, because nobody ever gave me a shot like that. You know, like you guys know, well, not you, but Reed knows <laughs> being an undrafted <laughs> You know what it's like sitting at the end of the draft and, right. not, and not yep. hearing your name called. You're like, wow, all these teams had all these opportunities to pick me and none of them did. Nobody 200, believed. 260 picks or whatever it is. Yeah. Whatever it is. 260 yeah. people, 260 opportunities and they pass on me every time. So it's like, okay, well, I got to show them why. Yeah. Why That's- the- why they're wrong. That has to add a little bit of a, a chip to your shoulder, I'm sure. Yeah, Just, especially going into this extension, you're like, you're like, you know what? I showed all of you, all of you 31 other teams uh-huh. that you know didn't want me. This is this is how I'm gonna this is how I'm gonna make my mark. I, I think that's really, really cool. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's such a you know, I don't want to say the word satisfied, but it's such a fulfilling feeling. Absolutely. As it should be. Like, you know, you know, everybody was like, oh, this, you know, everybody wrote me off. And now here I am proving that I am at least worth two more years here. <laughs> I love that. That's a that's a great way. Uh I, I think when you look at when I look at the guys that I've been that I look up to um, uh, along the years, like uh Lorenzo Alexander, I don't were were you here? I think no. Zoe finished in nineteen. Yeah, but I'm um, okay. You met Zoe. Uh, he was very similar because he he transitioned from uh, he was like he played O line, he played D line, line like linebacker, especially like he used to be like when he got to Buffalo at the tail end of his career, the last you know five years of his career, he was he was like I don't know two fifty or something, whatever he played at two forty. Uh, but he used to be like uh, north of three bills playing <laughs> oh, on the plane on, on both sides of the line. Like he talk about a guy that was like never first somebody's first choice. Like he had to, he had to do whatever he had to do to make sure that he stuck around. He lost a ton of weight, you know, got, I guess, increased his speed and stuff to play linebacker, but he's kind of the first guy that comes to mind when you talk about having a mentality like that. But, Okay, so I want to get into some of the off the field stuff. Before before we get into that, I just want to yeah. take you back off what you were saying. You know, I didn't know he he played. I didn't know he was O line. I didn't know he was over three hundred pounds at one point in his career. Yeah. But like uh, Blake was saying about like a hardship, I that, that's another one for me that I had to switch positions when I got to college. 
because I was playing running back my entire life. I knew any, I didn't know anything else. And like, obviously I knew of the fullback cause he was just like a running back without the ball. Like I'm always behind him. But uh, when I got to college and I was there behind great running backs, like Kareem Hunt and Terry Swanson, and all these other guys that were, you know, Toledo greats and went on to the league. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm never going to get on the field as long as these guys are here. So uh, when I, when I asked my coach, you know, like, what can I do to play? And he's like, well, there's always special teams. And then he said, you could put us in the H uh, back tight end hybrid role. I was like, all right, let's do it. So I took it from there and I just ran with it, you know, cause I wanted to play and I wanted to be on the field and I knew that was my fastest way onto the grass. So how, awesome. how many teams now, I'm glad you said that. How many teams, I mean, obviously most, I'm going to say this as a long snapper cause I have no idea about <laughs> NFL offenses. How many, like how, are, most teams are probably going away from the traditional, I'm saying traditional fullback, like I formation style <laughs> offense right that you think of when you have a full when when you when you talk about fullbacks how, i mean how many teams real like realistically speaking still still have still roster a like a, a guy that they put as a fullback on the roster no i saw a stat last year that said like 22 teams had technically a fullback on the roster but a lot of those okay. guys were tied in you know bigger tight Tight ends sure. that weren't so much of a receiving threat, so they just labeled them as a fullback. They would still wear like an eighty number, still a full but, uh, phase. I, I don't know. special teams guy, probably exactly. So I don't know how many true fullbacks there are, but I know there is at least twenty of us listed. I know, obviously, you're big, big foodie. We've talked about the cane stuff. Yeah. Um, I, what do you, I want to kind of get into what you do off the field? You know, in the off season when you're not, you know, when when football is not uh, your first thought in the morning. Uh, or maybe it is year round. I don't know. Um, saw on the gram, you got, uh, you dipped your feet in some golf, um, yeah, this summer. How's it, how's the golf game? Uh, my first outing was, uh, eventful. <laughs> it took me about three holes to get it off the ground. Once okay. I got it off the ground, we were, we were making progress. We were doing good. So, uh, I was playing in a scramble. So luckily, you know, you just play the one that was closest to the pin. <laughs> I'm about to say that that's, uh, that's my favorite way. To, I think that's my favorite way to play. You just, if you want to use my ball, you can use my ball, but it's probably not the best shot. Uh, you know, it's not, the, it's not going to be the best shot. We, but we use my ball one time. So I'll take that. <laughs> that, sound, that sounds about, that's, that's about what happens to me when we, when we play in scrambles that we would play, we played a handful in the off season with the specialists and I think I was happy if, if I could use one drive. One like <laughs> chip shot and one putt per round. I'm good. Yeah. See, I always, thought, I always thought that golf would be something that would come easy to me because I was really good at mini golf. I was so wrong. <laughs> so wrong. <laughs> even, good. even when I got onto the green and we were doing the putt, I would miss every time. I was like, geez. It's like, you know, I'm used to like the windmills and dinosaurs and stuff being out there. So, <laughs> um, se- secondly, uh, when are we opening a, a raising canes? Whenever we can get. What's his name? Todd. Whenever Todd we get, Graves. Whenever we can get Todd to agree to come out this way, and you know they, you know they just put one at Garden City in New Jersey. I saw that. Is that the one that you uh, that you, that yeah. you uh, reposted? Yeah, I, I quoted that one. It, it picked up some steam. I even I got saw some- that. Uh, yeah, did Keynes reply to you? I think. Yeah, they did. They said uh, they said uh, we don't we don't plan on moving or something like that. And then he was like, "Well, we'll be in L.A." Uh, next weekend or September eighth, whenever it was. Todd said that. Get, not Todd. Oh. The Canes account. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he was like, "Well, we see you'll be in LA September eighth, so you can come see us then, or something like that." <laughs> well, okay. So that was my next question. Was uh, I was talking to some of the uh, some of, like the people on our social media PR staff today, and they said that they asked me if I was getting some. Uh, when we go out to play the Rams, <laughs> and I was like, "Man, that sounds amazing." I didn't even know they had a location out there. 
I know that they just opened one like in Times Square uh, in New York City. So I, I guess like LA, I guess it makes sense that they, that they have one out there, but uh, they, they told me they were like, you should, cause I, I, I don't know, no Todd, but uh, we've messaged a few, you know, we've talked a few times um, obviously with the LSU connection of him being down there. But um, they told <laughs> yeah. me that we should, that we should reach out and see if they see if we could get some sent to the, uh, to the team hotel. Oh, that would be huge. You know, the first thing I do whenever we go to an away game is I get on DoorDash and see if there's a game. Okay. I'm glad we're on the same page. Especially if it's a night game. So I know that my body has enough time yeah, to recover. Exactly. It'll be out of the system. I'm like, yes, that's right. That's right. Like, I got a free morning to yes. get this out of my system before. Uh, you know, before I got a all right. What's day, but, if it's a night uh, game, I might get it for lunch the next day too. <laughs> I mean, if, I mean, if you're if you ain't had it in a while and you go somewhere where it's pretty close to the hotel, it's hard to pass up. Yes, it is hard to pass up. Reggie, what's your order when you go to Raising Kings? I need a caniac, no slaw, and depending on the day, it'll be extra toast or extra fries. It just depends. Wow, uh, we are better and, friends than I and thought. Then I add, and then I have to add a sauce for. 29 cents, oh, whatever it is. All right. <laughs> if you truly want to change your life, get the butter on both sides. Toast yes. with butter on both sides. <laughs> I knew it. I Bob's, knew it. Bob's it, is, it is 30 cents extra and it is well worth every penny. Yeah, I just got hip to that actually like the last two years. I didn't know anything about it until somebody told me about it. And now butter it's on both like, sides. You will never order it differently. And you're already eating a plate full of six chicken fingers, fries, and two Texas toasts what's, or whatever what's it is. What's a little extra butter? What's some do? extra butter? You know, it, it so doesn't yeah, exactly. matter. Loaded it. it doesn't matter. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I forget to get it, and I'm just like kicking myself when I open yes. the box. Ah, I forgot the butter on both sides. Yes. yes. <laughs> oh, I, of course, got to finish it off with uh, Arnold Palmer. Uh, yes. Large, large Arnie Palmer. But just to finish off on the Canes thing, uh, when I reached out to them, Reggie, I think I told you this, um, or I, I was telling a few people in the building that were, that are big Canes fans. Todd told me they weren't franchising. That's why they, when I reached out to him, I was like, Hey, we need to get a freaking Canes <laughs> up here. Is, excuse me. Chick-fil-A is killing it. There's a yeah. Popeyes by the stadium that is usually busy every time I drive by it. People yeah. like their fried chicken up here <laughs> and, and and it's close enough to where like people, I'm, I, I would say enough people are aware of raising canes now to where it's not just a regional thing Absolutely. in Louisiana and Texas. So I, but he was like, no, we're not franchise. We don't franchise blah, blah, blah. So uh, anyway, Todd, if you happen to listen to this, know that you have two very, very hey man can we get one in south florida like what's the what's the word can we get them can get one in miami you can, can we get miami? them all over the place the closest one i think is like clemson south carolina oh, oh bro wow. no there's there's one in uh there's there's one in there's a couple in georgia no i think like mileage wise from miami florida oh. clemson south carolina is like the closest like mileage route i think you just i think you just go straight up i-95 up into south carolina or something i don't know Todd, if you're listening, you have two very adamant Raising yes. Canes fans uh, that would <laughs> love to open up a Buffalo location. It would do very well. So, okay. So, uh, one more thing. Boyko was telling me to ask you, um, about a mug that he has 
on <laughs> his desk. Yeah. Uh, are, I, he told me you'd be familiar. Are you, it says Reggie, uh, effing Gilliam. <laughs> Is that, uh, something that you were involved in? Or uh, no, did you give uh, that to no. him? No, I did not. He ordered it. Uh, he so, ordered it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, a couple of years ago. That's even way. better. That's that is <laughs> I don't know where. It, it came Blake, from. I wish I wait. Hold on. He sent me a picture of it. Hold on. Before you go in too deep, I have to. Uh, I have to show Blake. He said this cup. He texted me and said this cup needs publicity. This is the cup. <laughs> Reggie, That's amazing. That is perfect. William. It's a, he said he drink he said he drinks his coffee in it. So, all right. So what's the what's the backstory? He, so, he, he said there's a good backstory. So in 2020, you know, my rookie year, I don't know where it came from, but I guess I earned that nickname somehow. And I, I got on Twitter and I see people calling me that, and I'm just like, okay, whatever. And the next right thing from I know, laying the wood on kickoff. <laughs> next thing I know, there's merch, there's t-shirts, there's cups, there's hoodies. I'm like, what is all no this? Stuff? And people are like coming to the games holding up signs and i'm just like where did this start and the next thing i know uh, i forget his name i think his name is jim his at on twitter is like adlib 716 jim or something like that and he said he dm'd me he was like hey do you want some of these cups <laughs> i was like no freaking way sure so he sent me some and then i posted a picture of him on twitter and you know he's been using them for however long to promote the cup but yeah, there's hoodies. There's all types of That's stuff. A, that so, was man. probably that was probably his nice way of telling you not to sue him for using your name on. Cups. <laughs> <laughs> that was hey, like sue me. That I'll was like, hey, I'll cups. send you. Yeah, I'll send you a dozen cups if you will just <laughs> not send a cease and desist order. There's like thermal mugs and all types. Of That's stuff. awesome. Check them out. <laughs> so, uh, thank you first of all for for coming on the pod this week. We want to finish by. Firing off a couple of questions uh, that we like to call short snaps. We do them here at the end. They're fun. The first one we've got for you is what is your favorite away stadium that you played in? Favorite away stadium. You kind of put me on the spot. You know, I got to think about all the stadiums a minute. <laughs> uh, I would. I think I would say the Cardinals. You know, I like being out there in Scottsdale, and, and the dome was really nice. I enjoyed the field. It was soft, uh, so I would say Cardinals. Soft field. We've got and a soft we, field in Phoenix. That's the second time we played there. And we played there twice. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Uh, least favorite away stadium? I would say MetLife. The Jets slash Giants. 100%. Because that turf very stiff. So bad. <laughs> turf, yeah, there, there's a, I mean, you, Reggie, you've heard of the, like, the curse of the turf there? No. Like, guys get hurt all the time. Oh, I didn't. I didn't, I didn't hear about that, but yeah, yeah. you should. Uh, if you have time, look look it up. It's the the turf at MetLife. It's like somebody <laughs> gets like a few guys get pretty badly injured. Like every oh, year, somebody should do something about Jeez. it. Well, they, they, I think they tried, but <laughs> who is the hardest hitting player in the league outside of Reggie Gilliam? Whew, that's a pretty big gap there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, One, two. Uh, hardest hitting player like that I've well, hit. So, just, okay. I'm, so I was going to clarify because we asked the same question to uh, Ingold last week and he said, I think he gave the answer of the hardest hit he's received. Blake, yeah. is that yeah, right? Hardest, he, he said, Vontez perfect. He like, they were in training camp in Oakland and he like, like met him in the <laughs> hole. And he said that was the hardest hit he's, he's taken. So you can answer it either way. Um, so, okay, I'll go that route too. 
So uh, a couple years ago, we were playing Miami. I don't know if he's still there, but uh, Elandon Roberts, he was like the fullback slash middle linebacker for the them. Big, the big general. And, and he would just come, <laughs> he just comes down with his head yes. straight down, yeah. not looking at anything. I'm like, how do I even maneuver to fit this? I'm like, yeah. he's just running at you, crowned with the helmet. Like, you can't do anything about it. So I'm just like, I'm like, okay, I guess I just got to take it on. I'm just like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Pre-game playlist. Whatever's on in the locker room, really, I'm not listening okay. to anything because I'm I'm kind of the kind of guy that just sits in the locker and just thinks about you know visualize what I'm about to do. I'm not really paying attention to what's going on around me, so I don't I don't really have a pregame playlist. All right, halftime. I think snack. that's a first. Oh. I think that's a, yeah. I think that's a yeah, first. I, think, I don't know. I don't think Reed. I know you said you're big on like the visualization stuff, but you still listen to music. Usually do visualization like night before, but I think uh, I think I don't know if we if we've had somebody that's not a music. Now, now we we have some interesting uh, personalities in the locker room that play some we do. different type of music. Yes, we so, do. <laughs> <laughs> so I, yes, I, don't, we I, do. I, I learned a lot of new music in the locker room. I will well, say that. <laughs> you, you do have uh, Shaq Lawson back, and I assume that he will be yeah. he will be taking oh, over yeah. Yeah. as head DJ in Buffalo from here on. Yeah. So, yeah, you know Shaq's music. Yes, yes. Uh, you've heard some uh, some interesting music. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, an understatement. <laughs> what is your What's your favorite halftime snack? Uh, the peanut butter and jelly uh, when it's made correctly. <laughs> well, uh, the peanut butter and jelly. I like the orange slices. I'm glad oh, that you what, actually. What I, I'm, well, I'm glad you brought that up because that's actually the next question, and oh. it stems from last year's game, uh, week five in KC. <laughs> Were you part of the posse in the in the tunnel that was bashing the PB and Js? No, I wasn't. But I've always thought, you know, in my head silently, I think, oh wow, there's way too much peanut butter on this. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I know I won't so, say anything because oh I don't want to be rude. Like, well, did you did you hear my ears? This is did you hear about what ears. happened with the whole like Michelle Tafoya hearing about it and it making yeah. it on the broadcast? Okay. So since that since week five of last year, we have asked every single guest on our <laughs> podcast, football player, non football player, it doesn't matter. PB and J ratio, give it to us. If you're if you're making it yourself, what's your ideal ratio? How can I explain ratio to you? I just you know put a, a sheet of peanut butter and then a sheet of jelly. Well, just- okay, so let me so uh, so the the P, the PB and Js that we ate in Kansas City that game at halftime were like eighty twenty PB. Yeah, and it was probably about a half inch of peanut butter on there. Not even exaggerating. <laughs> It was stacked, Blake. It was stacked. It was yes. stacked. A half. So are inch? you? Are you like? Are you? Are you fifty fifty? Like? Are you straight up uncrustable? I do love uncrustables. I okay. do love uncrustables, but I would probably say fifty fifty or maybe even sixty forty. Uh, jelly. We had a lot. We had Strong a lot of jelly. Guys. Jelly. I think, I think Josh. When, when we had Josh on, he was a jelly guy. A lot of jelly guys recently. Davis was a jelly guy. I don't want it too. I don't want too much jelly because then it's just like candy. But yeah, you know, I definitely need a little bit more peanut butter as well. But okay, the way that they make them is just <laughs> follow up. Are we strawberry or grape jelly fans? Uh, when I buy my uncrustables, I buy both boxes because oh. I can never decide. <laughs> so you you buy you buy uncrustables even though they have them. Uh, oh yeah, they have them at your facility. We don't have them. You don't have them at the facility. No, no we just have regular. Yeah, we know. never have, bruh. The, okay. the kitchen people make the peanut butter and jelly. I'm very appreciative of all of them. If yeah. Yes. If we're watching this. Yes. I appreciate you guys a ton. Yes. Yeah. 
Oh, trust me. Questions. I've already, I already had a long conversation with Will Greenberg last year. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Waffle uh, house canes or steak and shake. You have to pick two of those. Ooh, you have to leave one out. Okay. Well, canes is number one. Canes is number one, undoubtedly. Uh, so now it's between waffle house and steak and shake. What do we that's, got? That's really tough because I do love steak and shake steak or uh, shakes. So, but Waffle House, the all-star slam. Come on now. Uh, There's only one right answer to this question. <laughs> and I love all, I love know, all three of these. I think I got to go. One. I think I got to go Waffle House just because. Let's go. It's just shakes go. for me, really. I mean, the, food, the food's okay, but I, I definitely have Waffle House food over steak and shake. All right. So you can, so in my mind, you can get mostly the same food from steak and shake at waffle house. It's just a little better. Yeah. Like you can get a little like patty melt. Yeah. Or whatever. And some or a, french, yeah, maybe some not french fries, burger but or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Burger. Anyway. Uh, favorite wing spot in Buffalo. Oh, it's barbell far and away. Bar. <laughs> <laughs> you what's your, what's your wing sauce? So, so for the last two years, it was the honey butter barbecue every single time. But now they recently just added lemon pepper. No way. The, the lemon pepper is amazing. You have. Oh my to. gosh! I have to go. You leave, have to try it out. I have to go. Read might it's leave. A, it's a dry. It's a dry rub. Dry rub. I'm. I'm in. Read might leave from this. Request. So it's eight thirty four on yeah. Tuesday night, and I may call in a to go order. <laughs> all right. So my last like ten trips to Barbell have all been lemon pepper. No <laughs> Holy moly! That's amazing. Okay. All right. All right. Now I know. Now I know. <laughs> okay, the last one we've got for you. Favorite non-wing spot in Buffalo. Favorite non-wing spot. Does it? Can it be a chain or? Yeah, it can be. It could be your favorite spot, not for wings. Just your favorite place to eat. I feel like I shouldn't say a chain because I can get that anywhere, not just Buffalo. You know. All right, give uh, us a give us a little guess, bomb and pop or something. Okay, I like the stack burger over on Abbott. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good that's one. That's a good one. That's a solid I feel like I feel like it's a little secret and not many people know about it. No, it's, no, like, it's a it's definitely yeah. I have definitely uh shared that opinion with a few guys yeah. on the team. And I just recently found out that they have garbage plates and I haven't had one yet, but I'm looking forward to it. I've only had one garbage plate in my life and I actually don't care for a few of the things on there like uh I don't need like some of the stuff, some of the ingredients, Yeah. but I, I, I my way around it and I, just to say I had one. This was a few, yeah, years. One year. uh, it's, it's definitely like, uh, now that you have signed an extension here, <laughs> definitely, I think you definitely have to make your way over, uh, I guess to more, I guess to, uh, where stack burger, where they have them and see you if know, you can snag one. When we, uh, when we first, when the team first announced that we're going back up to Rochester for camp, everybody's saying like, Oh, we have to get the garbage plates. Everybody has to try a garbage plate. And I'm like, what is a garbage plate? It's a, it's <laughs> a Rochester thing, I believe. Yeah. Uh, that I guess has made its way down to Buffalo. I, I don't, I, I don't so know. So what, That's what's on it? I've, I've heard. I've, this is the first time I've ever heard of it. What is a garbage plate? Like everything you can think I'm of. I'm about to tell you, Blake. <laughs> on, okay. Is there like a Google uh, definition of a garbage plate? <laughs> I doubt it. Like Hold Urban on. Dictionary or something. <laughs> I, I couldn't even tell you what's on it. Home fry. Uh, let's see. Home fries, mac salad, baked beans, French fries, and two burgers or two hot dogs. I like all of those. And things. when 
you get off the, when we get off this pod, I'll let you look up what a garbage plate looks like. I thought it was way more stuff than that. <laughs> it might be because I think there's like soft. Uh, like some people, some places put like mustard and onions okay. on it. Do they just like put it's, it all uh, on like one thing yes, and just like, yes. it's like all mixed up? Okay. Yes. <laughs> it is literally, it literally like when you uh, see it, when you see what it looks like. But like if I was building a plate at like a barbecue, I would put all of those things on a plate. <laughs> okay. See, no, that's yeah, just not appetizing. Yeah, like, you would have them like sectioned off, and yeah, oh, this is just like you wouldn't be eating your mac salad with no, your home. That fries looks like something with the burger. Yeah, that looks like something that you would eat as like a competition on like man versus food or something. <laughs> no, no, see that just doesn't look appetizing. Like they there like they go. were There's intentionally. I mean, it's it's called a garbage plate, but they were intentionally trying to make it look terrible. <laughs> yeah. I think so. I yeah, think it was, I think good. somebody some <laughs> Nick, I think uh the place in Rochester is called Nick Tahoos or something like that. Uh like the OG garbage plate I think and I they probably someday some somebody probably 40 years ago was like, "All right, what do we have left in the kitchen? Throw it all on a plate and yeah. we're serving it to people." Like, <laughs> yeah, all the drunk all the drunk people that are coming in, let's just give yeah. them a plate. This was going to go in the garbage, but exactly. we're actually going to give it to you. Here we go. Exactly. That's how it got his name. <laughs> uh well that's that's all we got reggie thank you so much for uh for joining us here for a bit um appreciate you uh so much i've thoroughly enjoyed uh having you as a teammate the last oh, couple of years and looking forward to some great years uh great years ahead. Right, i appreciate you guys awesome man thank you blake i thought that interview was fantastic reggie he's one of the most insightful guys i think you know he's he's relatively young you know going into his third year but he's one of the most insightful guys that i've had the pleasure of being teammates with and and it, you know that, that to me that clearly came across in the yeah. interview he seemed i and i had never talked to him before but uh, you know i had heard all the good things that you had to say about him he just seemed like a really down to earth guy, super just nice dude, fun to be around. Uh, he's very genuine. Yeah, yeah. And so he's he's a guy that I would like to you know go to raising canes with and get a caniac combo. I think is is where I would go with that. But big thank you to Reggie for coming on the pod this week. That is a wrap on this week's episode of After the Snap. As always. Follow us on social media at After the Snap Pod. Subscribe to us as well on uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you consume our content. Find us there, subscribe and follow. We will see you back here next week. This has been After the Snap Tales from Two Brothers Who Live Life Upside Down.